1: check
0: you don't have to write yeah you still have his rights and you can still sign him later Eric can, Eric, Eric can I ask you a question um yeah. what what makes this advantageous for the Niners whatsoever to hold off on signing Debo because you said if he just goes out there and does it he's going to get paid or he'll eventually get paid uh, and, I, and, and I agree with you but the, the question I guess I have is that every signing Cooper Cup's going to get an extension DK AJ Brown Every single one of these signings is going to make them more expensive. So, like, what's going through the organization's mind if they're going to be paying Debo and taking care of them?
1: Okay, well, I don't have to pay um What, what am I going to pay you? Where am I going to slot you? Where am I going to put you? Because I can sign you now. I can sign you early. But if I sign you early, you got to sign at my price. I'm speaking for the organization right now. If, if you're a free agent, now we can look at the market. What does it demand? I'm signing you early so if I'm signing you early you're coming at me with the numbers if he
2: throws up oh, he comes back he was speaking facts man yeah if, Dave was... He's, now, if you're coming and, yeah you know number one I don't have to um number
1: number two is is that you haven't performed to put yourself in that category yet so just because you're up doesn't mean that you're the next to take the leap because you're right about the Cooper Cups and all of those guys, but look who you're talking about. Cooper Cupps. Yeah. <laughs> he, he a lot of people will argue and say he's not the best re- receiver, and that's fine because best is subjective. Yeah, Productive is not subjective. He's yeah. the most productive receiver in the NFL. So 100%. when he's up, he's going to jump if his production stays the same. Debo hasn't done that yet consistently all of those other guys you remember what i told you guys about they always move the bar Devo had a hell of a year pro bowl all pro you know what they're gonna say those other guys that got paid they've done it more than you yeah do it again yeah while he's in this moment so that's what the niners are going to look at that's what they're going to use um in the negotiations be it right or not that's what they do
2: yeah you're absolutely right and that's one thing we've said is is the fact of the matter is the Niners are going to say, okay, prove it to me again. Luke. Hey, fellas, I just saw my wife come out of here, and I love talking to you guys, but guess what?
1: She looks way better than all of you. Man. Hey, I <laughs> go. happy life. We love no, you, man. All right, man. Thank you for Tell
2: coming. Me, the appreciate Enough. the invite.
0: Yeah, we love per- you, man. Appreciate you, man.
2: My man, Eric, Dave, yeah, that, was, that was some good invi- advice, you know, and, and insight from a player, from the player's perspective, because, again, we're over here seeing it from a different angle. He's a former player, and that was some really good insight from Eric Davis. You know, yeah. I hit it on the head is, uh, honestly, the Niners want to see some consistency. And that's one thing we were saying a couple weeks ago when all this stuff started to happen is maybe the Niners want to say, hey, look, and, and the, remember I keep going back to the Niner way of, prove it to us again, Debo. Show us you can be consistent. Because look at the receivers that got paid. Tay Adams, Stephon Diggs, um, Tyreek Hill. Those guys have done it and put those numbers up. For a couple seasons, and I'm not taking anything away from Debo's season, it was a hell of a season. Epic year, Smitty. It was so amazing. You know how much he put the team on his back. But again, if you're going to cash in on one one year, it's hard to expect to be paid towards the top because, you know, you got to show that consistency. And, and I know it's a whole new era, but players in their third year, they typically don't break the market value. You know, it is un- this is unprecedented. It's it's uncharted waters and I think Debo deserves to get paid. But maybe the amount he wants, maybe it's a little high compared to what the Niners want. And that's one thing that we said when all this first started. And that's where I think where if they can't reach that medium in between, this is what I've said so so many times, if they can't reach that number in between, it's gonna be bad and they gotta do a trade. And that's where I th- is right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was interesting and he kinda like took a little bit of both of what we've been saying. Like you you're adamant about the wing the the, the, the uh wide back being something he doesn't want to play now and me being adamant about that's BS and then him being in the middle saying it's what he's saying to get the contract, but he really does want to play wide back. So we're kinda like he's taking both of what we're saying and it, it makes sense. Um yeah, I I mean the bottom line is uh this is gonna get messy. I just don't know if the Niners are wanting to trade him. I think they're literally going to take the stance because that report came out. And we don't know how accurate that report is. But the report said, hey, we have no interest in trading Debo Samuel. But I think that's more of a posture move because, like you said, it's lying season. It's basically just, hey, we're not trading Debo. But come with your strongest offer and make us, you know, accept something that we can't refuse. But I really believe they're going to take a hard line stance. Like, you can't come with a
1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america NA, a member FDIC. A
0: 20 overall pick and a second rounder you literally got to come like the jets the jets are the number one like you said and i've said the number one buyer because they've That's got it. the four they've got the 10 the the niners will probably ask for both but you know you're gonna get at least the four or guess what closed the door and the jets have been just dying for a wide receiver bro they've been trying everybody hill
2: not only that yeah they've been trying to go for hill i've read there's been certain articles produced and and there's reports that robert Salah is looking for his debo sam the next debo what's better than debo sam because everybody always says oh you can just replace Debo. who's the next debo like we've, we've talked about this in the live before well who's gonna be the next debo if you can get the Debo Samuel, I think Robert Salah will be all over it. they got a good relationship. They've been on the same team before, you know, when, when Salah was the D.C. at the Niners. So I think they're the front-runner. they got a lot of value, uh, draft capital. The Niners, John Lynch loves them. He loves a draft pick, baby. So it, it's interesting. I do think that Eric Davis, he put everything in perspective today. Everything we've been trying to say, and he said it so nice because it, it, it's good to hear it from someone that's been in the league. He knows it, and... and Negotiation is is just that. It's business, man, and it's shiesty business. And I can see why Debo's mad. You know, he's probably like, Dog, this is not what I expected. It's probably really shiesty, and he doesn't like it. But then at the same time, the Niners are like, yo, just be patient. And that's one thing I keep saying is the Niners want patience. Like, yo, we're in draft season. You got to wait for us. And then again, I think Debo doesn't want it to be patient. He wants it to happen. Because I think they could have paid him already, and that's what we said. But one thing I really like what Eric Davis says, we always talk about smoke season. He straight up just said lying season. I love. I like yeah. that term. This lying season, bro. Everybody and their mom out here is lying right now. That was classic, though.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, man. I, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, if I had to guess how this is going to go, I'm going to say it's 50-50. He gets traded. I think the only way he gets traded is if the Niners get an offer they can't refuse. I think they're gonna take that approach. They're gonna play hardball. They're gonna ask for the world. And if they don't get it, guess what? They're gonna tell Debo. You have no leverage. They're not gonna they're not gonna say that to him, but they know that they can reference that he's under contract. He can't hold out in today's NFL. He could try, he can do what he wants, but he's going to come back and play. I just hope to God the Niners see the value in making him happy. And giving him the deal before letting him roll into 2022 and trying to prove it again. At the very least, up uh, upsize his one year a little bit. Give him another 15 mil or something. But give him a contract extension um, and and get this, this ball rolling. Because I can promise you that if, not, if Debo resigns, we won't hear any negativity. Everybody's going to love him again. They're going to be hypocritical people jumping right back on the Debo bandwagon. But I don't care because we're going to be excited that we have all the fantasy football options back in place. But, and I will
2: At the end of the day, you're right with these signs, everybody be hyped up on the board. <laughs> Bro. People, switch up, people switch up fast. They switch up so fast, man. So
0: Yeah. I can't wait till we be. see the same names come across that were like, "Wait a minute. I remember seeing that person say some pretty negative things against Debo. <laughs> now they're saying Debo season." Uh yeah. <laughs> so, hey Raj, we uh I'm putting you on YouTube right now. Um Metcalf. Metcalf. YouTube? What's up, YouTube? Metcalf, McLaurin, DK. So, DK Metcalf, McLaurin, or AJ Brown, Debo. Rank them in order of most likely to be traded by or on draft day. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> you put it in his foot. Number one, Debo Samuel, man. He's number one. He's going to be the number one with all this stuff going on. De- Debo, number one. Number two, DK Metcalf. Yeah. Number three, Terry McLaurin.
0: Yep. Uh, number four, AJ Brown. Yeah. I, I think I rank it slightly different, but very close. DK. Then I say Debo. Then I say McLaurin. And then I say AJ Brown. Probably not getting traded. Because the Titans have the most to lose by getting rid... Re- I mean, the Diners do too, but they don't realize it, I guess. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, the Titans, they were the number one seed last year in the conference. They, they think they can march right back to that, that standing. So... They're gonna say, "What good are we if we get rid of AJ Brown?" They'll give AJ Brown whatever he wants, and that's where we're gonna run into a problem because now AJ Brown's gonna get eighty to eighty-five million guaranteed. And I know what Eric Davis was saying that he's not, he's not, uh, you know, he's not gonna get paid what Cooper Cup is. But I didn't get to give him a follow-up question. Bottom line is whether Cooper Cup is on his level or not. Cooper Cup's gonna pull all the guaranteed money and all the contracts upward. So.
2: you're saying though, but I remember we texted about this, and I did say I was kind of on Eric Davis's side on this. I'm not saying that your argument is, is not valid. I, you always have strong takes, mate, but I do see Cooper's a little different, man, because he's been doing this a little bit longer. There's that, you know, more consistency. And the word that the way Eric Davis put it, man, it really hit me is his productivity. He may not be the best wide receiver in the league. You can argue that there's other receivers that are better, but the productivity that he puts is so. It, it was so amazing last year, and it was—he's been consistently improving every year. And the fact of the matter is, he tore his ACL a couple years back, and for yeah. him to be able to put the body of work he did last year—you know, two years removed from the ACL uh, surgery—that's fucking amazing. Like, excuse my language, but that is amazing, bro. Triple count and receive—he led the receivers in yeah. pretty much every category. Man. But you, is you- as just because he gets the bag doesn't mean he's going to raise the bar that much for everybody, because he had a ridiculous year, Smitty. Like nobody came close to that. But, you know.
0: But what if what if you if you're making that argument though, wouldn't Debo Samuel be the second best player in the league if you're talking about production standpoint?
2: <laughs> I mean you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, an argument, and and that's to Debo's so that would be a yeah. strong negotiation tactic for Debo Debo if you're listening. Debo's brother, if if you guys are
0: listening
2: <laughs> Use our advice.
0: I would try to help you follow me back, Debo Debo's our, mama Debo's brother, they're all in our live streams, and, and we need them to relay the message. But like, you know what, the one thing I disagree with with Eric Davis, not that i he's obviously got you know, so much knowledge and stuff, but the one thing I disagree with is that I, I think that you'd have to be a, uh, you'd have to be, how do I word this, you'd have to be a pretty inept organization to literally sit down and try and explain to someone like Debo that your numbers don't add up to get paid like you know what I mean like you got to be able to say look okay wait a second some total I was one of the best wide receivers in the league and I think in the end some teams may in teams may try and evaluate it that way but I think a smart organization's not going to pull that card they're gonna be like look you add up all your stats together this is what you did you balled out um so I I, you know I don't think you can
2: that's crazy though No, you're, he's Eric Davis is right. They're shiesty in negotiating. Right. Say okay,
0: inept, back. inept. Hopefully not.
2: Here's it as a wide receiver. They, they're gonna pull that card out, Smitty. Like that's why the NFL. That's why these players fight and try to get let. They know it's a dirty game, Smitty. It's dirty, bro. Yeah. I've had players tell me in the in the DMs like, oh man, this this contract negotiation. Like I've had players agents reach out to me like, hey, can can you tweet this out? Show my players' stats. He's not getting the the buzz out there and. That's why these players go to social media because they know they can get their name out there, buzz their name out there and get that hype and, and it creates more, you know, pressure on the front office. Be like, Oh, he's a hot commodity. Look at what he's done and then people start talking about you, they're gonna be like, Okay, we gotta we gotta pay him. But yeah. they're going to the table and they're gonna break they're gonna really break it down. They got stat guys on their team that break like, Okay, you had twelve percent of carries like the like Rappaport in that report. He goes, How he broke it down at the end, of his usage of carries and stuff. There's, that's how they do it, man. In these contract negotiations, it's it's shiesty business, man. And players know that. And players are getting smarter, and they're getting a little bit more aggressive. And and again, a lot of people don't like the tactics that these players are taking. The social media scrubbing. It's 2022, man. It's it's a whole new game.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know, man. I I think I still say 50 that this that a trade ends up happening. I think there could be a there's still a fifty percent chance everybody's going to be singing kumbaya holding hands, walking into 2022. But let's just put it this way. The Niners have chosen the most difficult, curvy, upward path to get there that you could possibly choose. Like, let's just admit that right now. Like, you could have made this a simple offseason. But no, you decided to take the longest path up the mountain. You know? Like, what the hell? Like, why? Why? Why?
2: But I I was driving home from work, and I FaceTimed you to see, Mac. I said, this is exactly what I said. I said, I don't know if you were on the call at that point. Oh, you know, I was talking to C Mac, just C Mac, and we were I was uh, FaceTiming it, and I said, Yo, man, the Niners literally are the most dramatic team in that. They are the most dramatic team. Every offseason is drama. I've been following this team for years and years, and I've been posting about this team and covering this team since like 2012. And yo, every single year is packed with drama. I'm like, bro, I'm losing my mind. My hairs are getting gray. I know I'm getting older. But, but shit, bro, I had gray hairs at, like, <laughs> 31 years old,
0: man. Dude, this, we're, we're, to we're aging like presidents, bro. You know how presidents, well, four years is, like, 15 years? I feel like that's Dude, what this is doing to us, but...
2: This team is so dramatic. Oh, it's always drama. It's like it's like a, a, a soap opera, you know? Like I said, it's like the days of our lives. Days of these are the days of our Niners. Like, that's literally... What it is almost every day, and then we come on here live, and we get in hyped and, and dramatic. We're dramatic too, shit. I know I'm probably the most dramatic guy out there, man. But y'all love the entertainment. Um, but shit, man,
0: it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It is crazy, bro. Um. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I gotta get back to the YouTube live, but I appreciate you. Let me jump on and talk with you guys. And uh, I don't know. I'll be live later tonight on IG to yeah, talk we'll, more.
2: We'll come back a little later. I had to, you know. I know the masses were waiting for us to talk yeah we had a thousand people on the live tonight yeah
0: now that was I'll pretty re- hey shape okay. post this
2: yeah I'll, I'll post it on the okay. uh, story uh or in my uh live art i'll post it on the all right i'll, post it up.
0: I'll be back tonight
2: eric davis but yo i just want to say i fucking love you guys we we posted we got 185k today number
0: one congrats man
2: tonight. yeah so uh, i appreciate you guys Um
0: uh, all right I'll be I'll be back tonight. Congrats on the 185 and on YouTube. Uh, go follow Raj. Make it a, a 186.
2: A <laughs> boy is calling me. I gotta take this. All right, later. Y'all later.
0: Okay. Let's so oh, appreciate you guys hanging for that and and you know I see some of the comments like, uh, do we really have to go over this again? Like Aaron, I understand you don't want to hear about Niners 24 seven and. I try not to like I understand that on Instagram I do a lot of Niner stuff. I'm on Niner shows. What do you what do you want for me on Instagram? On YouTube, I don't let it spill over. I don't do all Niner talk. I'm not Niner geared at all on YouTube. It just so happens Debo Samuels in the news every five minutes. It just so happens there's all kinds of trades. I've got other wide receivers on the screen right here. And if you don't want to hear about Debo Samuel, You might not want to tune in for the next couple days because the next live will probably be a lot on Debo Samuel. Not all of it. I have a lot of topics here to talk about the next wide receiver, DK Metcalf, AJ brown McLaurin. We're going to discuss all that right now. But what do you expect when there's nothing but nonstop Debo Samuel news? What do you want from me? I am an NFL show. I'm also a fantasy football show. But I'm going to cover any hot topic that's going on in the NFL. So... I'm not going to just cover Niners. I n- have never done that on the YouTube channel. I don't. I don't go out of my way to talk about Niners. I talk about Trey Lance because I love Trey Lance. I talk about Trey Lance because I think Trey Lance is going to be a top five to ten quarterback in fantasy football in 2022. I do. And even if Debo leaves, they will make a trade where they get a Traylon Burks or an Alave or or a wide receiver of that caliber, most likely to come in and take the place of. Iuke and Iuke take the place of Devo. They've got Mitchell. They've got Kittle. It's going to be a, a, still a very productive offense, and the defense will be quite better if they end up trading for a first round pick, a couple first round picks. I get it. You, you may not like the Niners, but your boy Smitty's going to cover every single piece of breaking news. If it's the Niners, it's going to get covered. it's the Seahawks, it's going to get covered. You, I mean, think about what I did during the Aaron Rodgers situation, okay? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron. I went live for like 10 straight hours awaiting the Aaron Rodgers announcement. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Every live stream was Aaron Rodgers for like four or five straight live streams because that was the hot topic. Right now, Debo's all over the news. You're going to hear about Debo constantly because that's what's going on. I think your boy Smitty's pretty fair with trying to provide very, very balanced content here on Instagram. I agree. I'm going to be a lot of Niner-heavy content because I'm on a Niner show pretty much every single night on my on my Instagram Live. You're going to hear a lot of Niner content, but I still produce a lot of other content on Instagram through my stories, everything, so I'm constantly, but you're going to hear more Niner talk, and it's not going to stop. It's not, so if, if, if you don't want to watch because there's Niner talk on, then you don't, you don't want to know what's going on in the NFL because that's what's going on. Um, you're interested in fantasy football if you're a fantasy football nut smitty is the best channel on youtube thank you spacula appreciate that devo to the jets makes me sad says matt jack is dropping the thumbs up let's go i don't like the 49ers going forward because shanahan is so unpredictable and will kill player stats maybe 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 what's up media appreciate you being here What's up, uh, Lit7? Appreciate you, and you're also in the Cooper Cup League. Appreciate you. Okay. Where were we at? Wesley says, missed the show. Well, the show's still going. Uh, Stop by to smash the like button. Be easy, Smitty. Appreciate you, Wesley. Okay. um, We appreciate you, but you might be a Closet Niner fan. The thing is... I'm on a Niners show. Like, you're going to hear me support the N- I'm a Niners supporter for sure. I'm on a Niners show, bro. But if you actually listen to me, I'm literally critiquing and being critical of a lot of the stuff the Niners are doing because I don't agree with much of any of it. So am I a Niners fan? A lot of people call me a Niners hater on the show, and I'm not trying to do that either. I'm just very honest with the way things are going, and the Niners have literally taken the longest road up the mountain that you could possibly take their off season road that they've mapped out is the longest path possible to get to the end point it is an absolute ridiculous path that they've chosen every single step they've taken pretty much has been a disaster step um let's get to the voicemails for today and uh and answer and answer some of these questions we got one from uh Tariq right here Tariq sent this one a little earlier Hey, Smitty. It's Tariq I just wanted to take a quick second and to
1: say thank you for all you do and for breaking the news multiple times today and doing one live, on an emergency stream on the Debo Samuel and Adam Schefter deal.
0: Thanks again, pal. Um, Smitty is a Cardinals fan, right? I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm I'm a I, my half my family's from Arizona, half my family's from Buffalo, so I'm a huge Josh Allen and Buffalo Bill supporter as well. But I, I live in Arizona. They, they're my team, and I'm fantasy football first, though. Uh, Kenny Power says that Smitty is super critical of them. LOL. Got to watch the show to see it. Yeah, I am. I, a lot of people get mad at how critical I am about the Niners. So I'm like the critiquer of the, the quad box Niners show. Like, I'm literally going, this is what they're doing wrong. This is, But it's not like I'm trying to nitpick. Shanahan and the Niners do a lot wrong. They do a lot right. And I give them credit for that, too. But they do a lot wrong. Um, Joel says, Niner market is massive. No harm in zooming in on them a bit. Much love, speed. And I'm not even, like, Joel, I'm not even trying to zoom in on them any, in a weird, strategic way. Like, literally, these players are in the news. Like, Debo is the hottest topic right now in, in, in the NFL. Uh, how, how long am I going to be live on draft day? I don't know. It's gonna, I'll be live on a combination of Instagram and YouTube. YouTube to break down the landing spots. Maybe Instagram, maybe both when the spots are being, or when the draft is going on. Um, the, 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 the watch party during the draft isn't as big as you would think on YouTube. People want to watch it. They don't necessarily want to watch it alongside Um, But the after the draft will be massive, uh, I believe, in terms of people coming to check out what it is I think and we think of the landing spots and breaking down everything and being like, hey, this is what I think of Brees Hall now. This is what I think of Kenneth Walker. So most likely or absolutely almost with a certainty, I'll be live on Instagram during the entire draft live. We had over 5,000 people in our Instagram live stream at one moment, for about 30 minutes straight, we had 5,000 people, and then it dipped between like 1,500 and 2,000 the entire live during the entire first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Um, so you can bet we're going to have like thousands of people in the Instagram Live. Before I'll be on YouTube, after I'll be on YouTube, I'll be breaking stuff down all day long, probably till the wee hours of the night.
1: Hey, it's been strength. When's this Debo Samuel drama
0: going to end? Uh, not anytime soon. <laughs> so get ready for more live streams. And I make no apologies for it. I I, guess I apologize if you are getting tired of it, but I make no apologies that if there is a player in the news, regardless of what team it is, I will be reporting on it. I'm not going to dial it back because I've done too much Niner talk like Debo this is the hottest topic in the NFL and in the sports world right now. Because every half a day something's being released that's now need to be it needs to be analyzed. Debo Samuel turned comments off on his Instagram post. Oh my god, someone's gonna report on that. Debo Samuel Samuel requested a trade. Right down here, you see Debo Samuel requested a trade or diddy. We don't even know if that is fully what happened yet. It was said that he requested it back in April, and it's been on the hush. Your boy Smitty said he's going to request a trade, and I've been saying it for the whole week, and then it released right now, but we don't even know 100% if that's true, because um, Debo put out this tweet right here uh, just about an hour or two ago that said, Reporters' jobs is to make stories only people know the truth about situ- Only, Only people... I think he's trying to say the only people that know the truth about the situation is the 49ers, Tory Dandy, his agent and Debo Samuel. So that's what Debo Samuel said. And I believe Debo then deleted this tweet. So this tweet was like a, uh, this is right here. 3, 3, 3 19 PM, um, uh, Pacific time. So that would be six nineteen PM Eastern. And then he deleted it. But this right here, I believe is saying, Hey, everybody's making up stories about me not wanting to play wide back. Um. Everybody's making stories up about me halting trade talks, which I told all of you last night that that Adam Schefter was reporting on this in a tr- like a way that I considered a trash reporting. Like he he was acting as if he had these uh, insights or sources. You know, essentially, the way he spoke about it. And Debo didn't halt trade talks. Debo probably isn't going back to the table. Because the Niners are offering him an offensive amount of money and maybe not even offering him anything any longer. It's probably, hey, come to the table so we can tell you, hang tight while we figure things out. Because the Niners ways to wait on signing contract extensions until July or August. And Debo knows that. Debo doesn't want to waste his time going back to the table, walking away and it being more his fault. And instead, the media paints these pictures that they don't really know anything about. And it's, it's lying season. As uh, Eric Davis said, um, who joined us at the top of the show, uh, which was awesome to have him on and, and talk to him. Eric Davis, former NFL player and former Niner, Eric Davis came on at the very beginning, so rewatch it if you missed it. And he was talking, uh, shedding a little light on the Debo Samuel situation. Uh, next question from
1: hey, Tariq again? Your uh, take on Brendan being the GM of the Buffalo Bills, saying that he might take a chance and taking a running back. I.E. Brees Hall. If Brees Hall lands in the Buffalo Bills, do you think that's a good landing spot for him?
0: Thanks, bro. What has your boy Smitty been saying about Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker to the Buffalo Bills? I've been saying it's the best landing spot for a running back. I've been saying it's going to probably happen. The Buffalo Bills know what it's like now to have a balanced football team and a balanced attack. The Buffalo Bills are unstoppable when they're running the ball and throwing the ball, and defenses don't know what they're going to get. That's when the Bills took a big step forward last last season, heading into week 15, 16, 17, 18, into the playoffs. This team, the last six games, scored nine TDs on the ground, all of which went to Devin Singletary, not, not nine total TDs, receiving and rushing. I think it was eight TDs on the ground, I believe one receiving TD. Nine total TDs for Devin Singletary, eight rushing, one receiving, and a handful of 70 and 80 and 100 yard games that he had some total in that nine week span this boy knows how to ball uh uh Brees Hall and if he gets into this situation he's gonna go crazy now could the could the Bills keep uh Singletary yeah could they could they address cornerback in the first round and then Maybe get another running back later, like Robinson or, uh, you know, Zemir White or something, and then try and, you know, do a Zach Moss and Singletary thing again. I think that won't work. I think you need to go after a big-name guy. You have one right at your in your grip, your kung fu grip. Don't let a guy slip through your fingers that's named Kenneth Walker. Don't let a guy that's named Brees Hall slip through your fingers. These are top five to ten NFL running backs, and if the Buffalo Bills land one, it is top five running back season for whoever lands in Buffalo. Kind of hope it's Kenneth What's Walker. Going on?
1: So, I've decided to just go to the guy with the first overall rookie pick. Would you trade away Nick Chubb and Saquon for the first overall rookie pick and then the second round pick? So it's the first pick in the second round.
0: Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley for Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. You get to decide, right? Because your draft, I am sure, is later after the draft after the NFL draft. So, Nick Chubb and Saquon. For the 2.1 and 1.1. Give me the 1.1 and 2.1. Because I think you could potentially land a guy that eventually could be better than Saquon at the 2.1 if you hit the pick. But I'm not a I'm not a big chub believer for the long term. I think that if you're in win now mode, maybe you keep the two running backs, I suppose. If you're in rebuild mode or in just build mode period, you trust that the league isn't going anywhere, it'll be there for the long haul. I probably would go with Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. But make no mistake about it, Nick Chubb could have a big year. He could also have a confusing year because Watson may or may not be in the lineup. But give me the rookie running back because you get to decide uh, what it is that you're, you're doing with that pick. You get to pick the running back. If both of them land in great spots, you get to decide which one to take. And, and odds are one of them will be in a very good spot. Are you running a little bit of a risk that maybe both of them land in cloudy spots and neither one of them's top five to 10? I suppose, um, I suppose, but but I just, I love, I think this is a top five overall, top six overall player, whoever you end up landing at the, at the 1.1. And while Nick Chubb is around 12 to 13 to 14 overall in redraft, In Dynasty, I I would venture to say I wouldn't take Nick Chubb until maybe the late second to early third round and and Barkley passed that. So I guess you're asking me, is the 1.1 equate to like 1.6 overall? Like if I was trading a veteran, I would trade somebody around 1.7, 1.8, 1.9 for... Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker whoever ends up being the guy in Buffalo so let's just call it Brees Hall so pe- people freak out about Kenneth Walker like he's such a risk you don't know where so let's use Brees Hall would you trade likely Brees Hall as the 1.1 1. 1. would you trade the 7 or 8 or 9 overall pick for Brees Hall on the dynasty like like whoever you're taking like let's say it's a wide receiver that you're taking there let's say you're taking Tyree Kill or, um you know whoever I would rather have I would rather have the 1.1 1. 1. Nick Chubb in a, in a startup dynasty is like third round. Maybe end of the second, third round. Saquon Barkley's third or fourth round. Like, you know, like, so are you really going to pass up on a top six overall pick is what Brees Hall would equate to. If you throw all the rookies into a, a dynasty startup, I have Brees Hall in the top six to ten. So give me a top six to ten pick instead of giving me a top of the third and like a fifth rounder in Barkley. Barkley's not a third-rounder to me in Dynasty. Could he bounce back? I suppose. Absolutely love Kenneth Walker. I hope Kenneth Walker is the guy in Buffalo. I do. Smitty, hey, Stormcat here. Stormcat. Uh, You've been talking about the big four receivers that you think uh, are potentially going to be traded uh, by draft day. I'm wondering who you think the top... Your take is on the top three teams that are the most likely landing spots for these top tier wide receivers. Uh, I would, in my opinion, I'd throw Green Bay and Philly in there, but I'm wondering what you think about that. Thanks. Not Philly. Not Philly. Stormcat, I don't know if you're an Eagles fan and you're talking, um, you know, using some hometown, you know, love there, but Philly has been a disaster. Like Devontae Smith, I hope he develops there. I really do, and I love Devontae Smith. And I like Jalen Hurts more than the average person. I think he needs to be given a shot. I've got a little news on that one, which I'll drop in a second on Jalen Hurts. Remind me if I don't uh, post it before I'm leaving. Say, Smithy Jalen Hurts. And I'll try it. But the landing spot, let's break it down. Landing spot, you've got, uh, I would say, the number one place for uh, uh, one of these wide receivers uh, is probably going to be Green Bay. Um, not in any in particular order yet. Let's just throw them out there. Green Bay. Cleveland Browns, uh, Baltimore Ravens, they're a little lower, but on that list. Indianapolis Colts, a little lower, but on that list. Chargers might be number one. I, I would want DK in in uh, an LA Charger uniform right now. Right now, put him there. Uh, Denver Broncos, I, I, I know Judy's there. I know Cortland Sutton's there, but DK goes to Denver. He's the number one wide receiver there. So the Chargers, the Broncos... Because you've got Russell Wilson, you've got Justin Herbert. Give me the quarterback combination all day long. Kansas City's up there. Um, I think Cleveland's very interesting for DK Metcalf. McLaurin to Green Bay is very interesting. But I'm going to go out on record saying that I believe that one of DK, McLaurin, AJ Brown, or uh, 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 Debo, DK, McLaurin, AJ Brown, one of those four wide receivers will be traded on or before draft day. Most likely DK. I could see DK going, like I said, to to the Cleveland Browns and they spent so much money on Watson. I could see them continuing to to try to figure out a way if they can even do it financially. Uh I think McLaurin McLaurin and DK in Green Bay seems very likely. If I had to, to pick a spot for McLaurin, I for some reason I picture him in Green Bay. I don't know why. But but he may not get traded. Who knows? But Washington is in a position where they might cut them loose to get a, a bunch of future capital, because they're not they're not built to win right now. Uh, they could have been if they went after a quarterback stronger, but they didn't. So, Caden, for reference, that'll
1: set me up with Swift, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter, and then my wide right receivers will be Jefferson, Elijah Moore, and Ayuk, and then I'll have Kittle and Lance. So, oh, oh. drop the phone on my knee.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's pretty good, bro. Asher. Asher.
1: Debo is a beast. 49ers need to pay that man. Pay the beast. So, buddy, where do you think the best landing spot for Debo is
0: if he's going to get traded as requested? Best landing spot uh, is not the most likely. Best landing spot, thank you for the question, Asher. I'd say best landing spot is probably Green Bay. Um, I would say Cleveland. Uh, Chargers and Broncos and... Um, I think uh, the Col- Colts are okay. Uh, Ravens are okay. Jets are pretty good. Jets would be good. But I'd, I'd say, honestly, Browns, Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos might be the best location. Kevin.
1: My man, more Debo B- uh, talk.
0: That's what right. What do
1: we think uh, this pushes Kittle and uh, Iuke up the list if Debo uh, leaves? Uh, does that move uh, IU from... Uh wide receiver two slash three to uh, wide receiver one uh, that made Kittle a better uh, red zone threat?
0: Uh, it could help Kittle, but Kittle could also be asked to block more, you know, because you got less uh, stretch in the field. It's tough to say on Kittle. Kittle I kind of avoid. I'd rather really have Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz rounds later, to be honest with you. Kittle's not a big uh, a big acquisition for me. A guy I'm attacking. I probably won't own. I probably won't own Kittle in any redraft leagues. I have him in a dynasty league, and nobody wants him. It sucks, even though he's got a lot of potential. Uh, Ayuk. I wouldn't put him at wide receiver one, but he's capable of it. But you, you're going to want to put him as like a low end wide receiver two in terms of draft capital. Now, of course, we can adjust and adapt if. Debo does get traded. We're gonna to have to come in and look at this different. We're gonna to have to come in and and figure out where we feel comfortable. Mock drafting IU and maybe I'm 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 drafting them higher than I anticipate. So we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. But um, let keep this in mind. Everyone's saying, "Well, if Debo's gone, then I guess Lance. That's not gonna work, guys." I I get it. Debo's great for Lance, and I I admit not having Debo will bum me out. Like that'll definitely hurt. Lance a bit. But let's let's keep in mind, how many teams in the NFL have weapons still that are as good as Kittle, Mitchell, Ayuk, and the rookie that they're going to draft in Olave or Burks or Christian Watson or uh, Drake, you know, Drake London will probably go earlier. But like if they trade into the, first, if they get two first rounders or they get a first rounder, the four overall, and they take a guy like Sauce Gardner and they make a top five defense, like then the offense is helped out more. Like it'll it'll work out. As long as they draft a a guy like Olave, which they may not do, and then I'll reassess it, then it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Like that's a lot of talent there are very few teams in the NFL that have Kittle, Mitchell, Ayuk, and a rookie that they're gonna take. Very few. That's a lot of weapons. So he's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be upset that he doesn't have Debo, but if he does I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts were on Michael Thomas this year in redraft who's that do you think uh, his ceiling could be maybe wide receiver 15 Um, (laughs) I got I, I got a psych degree okay I profile for a living All right. when I listen to these messages I profile Thrive Kid I don't know if you're here but this sounds like a man Thrive Kid that owns Michael Thomas, that can't get rid of Michael Thomas. So listen to the hope, and he's just hoping that I'm going to agree with him. I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts were on Michael Thomas this year in redraft. Do you think uh, his ceiling could be maybe maybe wide receiver 15? Please. I don't know. Let you me know uh, your thoughts. Thanks, <laughs> thrive, kid. Just hoping he can will me into a positive answer. Just talk me off the ledge. Tell me Michael Thomas can can do it, Smitty. Please, fifteen. Please. <laughs> Look, I tr- I trust Mike Mike Thomas about as much as I trust the news on Debo right now. I trust Mike Thomas less than I trust Adam Schefter with a fact-based report i I, we haven't we don't know what's going on with mike thomas we have no clue last offseason we had no clue as well and look how that turned out could he be a top 10 wide receiver I, i guess i would not bet on it i would not bet on it at any capacity on any level there's no way no way Matt I I was wondering who said I was like okay someone's been saying this And I knew it was going to get posted There it is It's Matt It's Matt Matt that's been saying this Because I was trying to remember who said it MT fully healthy could be A wide receiver No it wasn't Matt then Who said he's the number one wide receiver Speak up That wasn't Matt then Matt's saying a wide receiver one If healthy he could be a wide receiver one He could be a top 10 to 12 guy Sure maybe Like I would not count on it I would not count on it at all but somebody said he would be number one, wide receiver one. This is like the Christian McCaffrey thing. RB1, McCaffrey, RB1. Mike Thomas has done nothing, nothing to warrant anybody considering him even remotely close to a top five wide receiver. I'm not saying that that person would draft Mike Thomas number one. I think they would probably take advantage of of the ADP, right? But good gracious. I mean, this guy has done nothing but disappoint There's no way we can have even remotely high expectations for Mike Thomas to return. He's got to just impress us. Mike Thomas has just got to come back and just knock our socks off and be like, wow, that was was surprising. I'm not investing much at all in Mike Thomas. In fact, I'm uncomfortable when I'm taking him in the sixth round in mock drafts. I feel like, what am I doing? What am I doing? So if you like MT at the bottom of six and maybe round seven in one or two leagues, not all ten of your leagues, Bob then I'm, I'm okay with that 6-7 round range and then you hope that he comes strong with a, a low end wide receiver one year but Slant Boy has been out of the game for a bit and I think expecting anything heavy is absolutely reckless it, it could happen but expecting it is reckless I mean just if healthy Mike Thomas could be top 60 <laughs> that's what I'm talking about Mike Thomas, no number one. You'll have a, a good value this year, but not the number one guy. Mike Thomas can catch 90 balls easy, says uh, Aaron Smitty. It's Thrive Kid. MT is my number three. I have Chase and AJ. Nice. <laughs> I was just kidding with you just because you sounded so like, you're just, you had a lot of hope. You sounded like a a kid asking for a, you know, a Christmas present from Santa. you like, can I have the Red Rider BB gun with the compass stock and a theme that tells... T- what is it? theme that tells time or whatever the hell? Thrive Kid was just excited. He just wanted he wanted me to green light. Hello,
1: Schmitty, is D-Hop a top 10 wide receiver for 2022?
0: You know, if I'm going to make fun of MT, I guess you got to make fun of me for liking D-Hop, but... I think D-Hop definitely could be. I think D-Hop's a fantastic in one or two leagues, not even 50% of your leagues. One or two leagues, up, maybe 10, 20% of your leagues. D- D- DeAndre Hopkins is a great late third-round pick. Definitely a really good fourth-round pick. I trust him way more than I trust D- uh, uh, MT. But I can't get mad at any- anybody that says they like Mike Thomas more than Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins got hurt, too. But, but Hopkins feels like he's still in his legit, like, you know, one one to two-year left window. MT, we don't know. We don't even know if MT can get on the field. So it's kind of a big difference to me. But, but I absolutely like Hopkins in one or two leagues. Not a lot of leagues. One or two leagues at that late third, early fourth. I think he could definitely be a top-10 wide receiver. Um, great questions, guys. Uh, I think we... I think that... Uh, Let's see if I got any other voicemails. I've been trying to te- uh, check all my very very late messages, and I'm getting back to people that send me messages in like August. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> sorry I missed that. Uh, that's why you get a comment in my YouTube videos. I respond to every single comment in my YouTube video uh, videos. So just re- ask me a comment, test me. Uh, here, here is uh, Kadarius Tony news. I've been telling you guys to stay away from this kid for a while. Like, at the right price, I would take him. Um, he's got talent, right? So, talent will make me take a risk on him, but how? what's a risk? Like, this kid's got, he's a head case, and, and he's got emotional, like, he, he isn't able to contain himself on the field. He's, he's had two or three outbursts in his, his one year, in a very short window of time when he was relevant, and he head, head-butted his own staff member uh, on accident, but is just absolutely wreck this guy on the sideline just just going like this and he was like so frustrated with this play or something and not getting the ball and he just the staff member comes in to whisper and he's like ah, just like <laughs> headbutts the guy. He's like, oh my God And then instead of being like, dude are you okay and feeling compassion for him he gets like mad that it happened and storms off. Like, you know, how dare you let me headbutt you in the face and he goes storming off and then at the end of the game gets in a fist fight. Like this is in one game. Kadarius Tony is an untamed a uh, uh, reckless loose cannon on the field and on the sideline and in and, and, and this report right here uh, Brian uh, Dable told reporters that Kadarius Tony is not at voluntary mini camp and has not yet received a playbook like w- way to start off you know your second year Kadarius w- way to just you know kick it into gear nice job nice job and, and he's very reckless with his body very reckless with his body like you want to talk about Akers Akers is one of the most injury prone running backs in the NFL in my opinion, and I said that before he tore his Achilles. And you could say, Smitty, you can't predict torn Achilles. How dare you? What a dumb thing to say. You could say whatever you want. But I told you that Akers was one of the most injury prone players in the running backs in the league. It, it, it dates back to college, how he plays, his style of play, his decision making. And Akers' decision to come back five to six months into his Achilles recovery proves my point. He's very reckless with his body. He'll he'll do whatever it takes to sacrifice his own health to to get a yard, to get a to 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 complete a play, to get on the field and play meaningless reps where he doesn't even look explosive at all, causing potentially future damage to his Achilles. Acres is an avoid beyond avoids. Kadarius Tony feels very similar in the way he plays. Dude lands on his arms awkwardly. Just watch him play. He's he goes one thousand percent. You know, which is good. It's like, that's a nice thing. It's a good characteristic to to give it your all on on the field. Um, uh, But he also seems like the kind of guy that would give up, too, and quit a play. You know, but when he's on the field, it's like, this guy would just, like, just recklessly place his body in weird spots, falling on both of his arms on this one play. And I was like, oh, my God, how did he not break his arm on that? Like, the dude's just reckless all over the place, on the sideline, with the staff, in fist fights at the end of games reckless with his own body it just feels like a disaster I said this last year it feels like a lot of talent but it's never going to materialize or the odds of it materializing are are hard to imagine and this right here is just yet another little example of how he just doesn't like get it you know what I mean? like here not reporting to voluntary minicamp hasn't got the playbook yet he's trying to get an edge up and, and grab a hold of maybe an opportunity to be the number one wide receiver in New York for, for, for a long time. He could be, this guy had the talent to really be a low-end wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two. Kadarius Tony has the physical gifts to maybe be an elite wide receiver two in fantasy football and in the NFL, which could be the number one for his team. I, I just don't think it's going to materialize. I'd take a gamble on him at the right spot, but just a, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, So I'm staying away from that, from, from that dude, Jalen hurts. This is the first positive news we have heard about Jalen hurts. I think ever from, from this Philadelphia organization, Uh, when asked about drafting a quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft class, Eagles GM said, we're excited about Jalen hurts. Now this could be posturing so that they don't have anybody know they're after a quarterback. And then that would make sense. In hindsight, oh, okay, that's why they were positive about Jalen Hurts. Darn, but this guy I hope gets traded. If I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would be, and I know they've already got their heart set on Trubisky, I would have been on the phone saying, We'll give you a draft pick, you know, maybe not a high one, but maybe we give you a couple seconds or whatever. They want out of Jalen Hurts anyway. They, they doubt him very badly. You could have got him pretty cheaply. And while some will say he's trash, he's bad accuracy, Smitty, you're you're wrong. He's never going to be good. Look, I, I'm telling you, he's got potential if he's cultivated and molded and sculpted right. He's got potential. Now, he may never develop anything. And, and no, I don't need you to say, hey, told you he wouldn't work out because there's a strong likelihood that he's being set up for failure in Philly. So I would agree with you, actually, by saying that there's a big likelihood that he will fail because the team is setting him up for failure. Jalen Hurts was really, really good on the ground. He's, he, he was very productive from a fantasy perspective. It's hard to be a very good fantasy quarterback and not have NFL potential. Like To have numbers and output tells me something. And I think if Pittsburgh would have traded for him, Goodness gracious, man. That would have been a phenomenal landing spot uh, for for Jalen. Um, a couple other places, you know, I, I suppose there, there's some good spots for him. Washington could have been okay. You know, give him Gibson, give him McLaurin. Maybe the Washington Commanders could have been a, a playoff team. Uh, but this is at least positive news for now until we find out that it's, a, a, you know, posturing to get a quarterback or something like that. Matt Ryan is going to... Lock on Michael Pittman like you did Julio top fifteen. What do you, what say you Smitty? I'm gonna say it's possible. I like Pittman a lot. I don't know that I draft him as a high end wide receiver two or anything, but he definitely has potential. I I can't get mad at that take at all because I like Pittman. I like Pittman. Um and and Matt Ryan's a pretty darn mediocrely good quarterback. You know he's not great, but he's he's pretty good. He's decent. Like the Colts did good. Colts uh they got a great running game and they could really move the football and they might be one of those like like the titans didn't feel like they're going to be as good as they were last year. Look at the titans, number 1 seed last year in the conference. Maybe the maybe the colts can do that. Maybe the colts can be that one team where you're like everything looks right except for the titans are the number 1 seed. You know, like the titans had talent but even without Derrick Henry, they still grabbed the number 1 seed for half of a year they didn't have Derrick Henry and they grabbed the number 1 seed. The colts could be that surprising. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all. Matt, take that out of the universe. What what did, what did what did Matt say? What did Matt say? Steelers heavily linked to Baker? Is that what you wanted to take away? Um What else? What other news do I have here? Um Debo Samuel. Uh Niners have zero interest in trading him according to the athletic Take all this with a grain of salt. Everything you hear on Debo from this moment moving forward, it's going to be half truth, half half fiction. You know, think of it that way. It might be different balances of that each time and each each case by case you know situation, but just keep in mind, half of the news we hear on Debo moving forward will be fake, and half of it will be true, or one piece of news will have half truth, half you know, you know, fake. Context to it, you know, so like Debo wants a trade. Maybe he said he wanted a trade if a deal couldn't get done, you know, like something like that. Or, or Debo's halted contract talks. Has he halted contract talks or has he stopped showing up to a deal that's not going to get done? Like, you know what I mean? Take it, take everything with a grain of salt, and I'll do my best to give you my prediction, but I don't even know. I'm giving you my best educated guess on some of this stuff. Pittman top 20. To 22, can't see top 15, says Kevin. Don't want Baker or how in uh, who's Baker? Who's Baker that runs better? Pittman 20. Baker runs like his shoes are two sizes too small. Sorry, Kenny, but that's true. Sorry we're a little late today I, I was live on Instagram talking with uh, Eric Davis and, and I thought I'd throw that So if you missed that at the beginning Eric Davis, former uh, NFL player Was on with us on Instagram And I decided to plug that in so you guys could get a, a taste Of what was going on there and why I was late um, Doing doing that uh, Appreciate everybody here If there's any emergency stuff, I will be going live We will start doing some mock drafts and some best balls Very, very soon So get ready for that uh, Be certain to... Uh, to be subscribed if you're new. Some of you actually aren't subscribed. You're watching and the shows are getting recommended because you watch everything, but you haven't actually hit the subscribe button. And It's crazy when you look at the stats of, of how many people are returning that, that don't actually press the subscribe button because I don't know why, but it helps your boy Smitty tremendously if you punch that subscribe button, hit that like button, smash it, and then leave me a comment because I, I answer every single question pretty much 99.99%, unless someone slips back past me, or a reply doesn't really alert me the same way as an initial comment, so there's times where replies and like a thread could get stopped, I could stop answering a thread on accident, but I answer every comment I can, subscribe, like, appreciate every single one of you, I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday, 7pm Eastern, uh, so appreciate every single one of you, uh, you can always find all my content at smitty1.com, all my links to everything. Um, you can always find the show at thefantasyfootballshow.com if you ever get lost. And I'm live on Instagram every single night. Make sure you're following me at the fantasy football Show on IG. And if you want in the Cooper Cup League, I got a message from Caden. Caden, I will send you that information. Um, uh, if you want in the Cooper Cup League, we got like 10 to 15 spots left. It's $20 Super Chat. That's not an entry fee. It's just your way of saying thanks to the show, trying to help the show grow. And in return, I've created a, a major league with awesome prizes like uh, this this uh, amazing like $150 to $300 ring, depending on the option you choose. It's like a heavy-duty, feels like a Super Bowl ring. Um, and then, of course, the Hall of Fame Niner Helmet joe montana jerry rice autographs all that join the league dm me on instagram if you want more information from me or how to join appreciate it